Today we're going to be discussing why co-working is on the rise and why we love it. Yes, when we were doing our research for this episode, we found this quote and we felt like it was the perfect fit for the episode. So it is by C.S. Lewis and it is two heads are better than one, not because either is infallible, but because they are unlikely to go wrong in the same direction. I love that. It's such a good quote. It, it fits so perfect. Okay, guys, stay tuned. And Okay, guys, did you know that 62% of the millennial generation already works in a co-working type environment? So it's a no-brainer that the traditional workplaces are heading in this direction. Yeah, I think a lot of us can see the benefits of co-working just in general of like having that community sense around us. And I really think that the best way for us to go into this is just talking a little bit about the benefits of co-working first. So obviously, first and foremost is networking opportunities. You're out at a networking event and you meet somebody and then you have the chance to co-work with them afterward. It just builds up your relationship even more. And a lot of networking just boils down to relationships. Well, and I think because you're in a co-working environment, it's a lot easier to meet people because you're all sitting there kind of working on stuff. So I think organic conversation will come up and yeah, I think it's a lot easier for people like me who are introverts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it, it feels more safe. It, it feels more um, accepting and just like a safe environment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Another reason why we love it is accountability. And one of the main reasons Megan and I used to co-work before we even thought up the idea of starting a podcast, we would meet up to work together just on our separate businesses, just so we had someone there. And I loved that I could turn off my phone and literally sit down there and work. And if something crossed my mind or I needed to bounce an idea off of somebody, like you were there. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. So, yeah, I feel like the accountability is a big thing. Um, and even like if we take this podcast, for example, like me, I know that I have to edit the podcast because if not, it's going to be letting you down. And this is just yes. for this month, obviously. But, and then the same thing for you, I'm sure with social media mm -hmm. right now is that if you don't post a, 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 you know, something to Instagram, you feel like, oh my God, I'm letting Megan down. Mm -hmm. The reality is like, neither of us are going to be angry with each other, yeah. <laughs> but it's the, like, just having that person there to say like, okay, I have to do this for somebody else. I think a lot of times it's easier for humans to feel responsible when it's somebody else that they're. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like yeah. me being an, an obliger tendency, like for my clients, for example, like I am on it because I know that they're expecting something from me, mm -hmm. but if it's something that I need to do for myself, it's way easier for me to just kind of push that off to the side. And one of the main reasons we decided to do a podcast together was accountability mm -hmm. because I'll be honest, if I was doing this by myself, this would not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the reality of it. That's the same thing for me. Because again, it's just, you know, it's one other thing that you put onto your plate. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously it's not easy for us to do this while also running a business, but it's the reality of like, okay, we set out for a goal and we knew that we wanted to do it together. So 
it was oh, just, yeah. it makes it easier. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like just having someone that you feel like can hold your hand a little bit. Like yeah. earlier today, I was like freaking out from anxiety and I called Megan and I was like, help, talk me <laughs> off this ledge. I feel like we do that a lot, <laughs> Yes, but just having someone who's also like a like-minded person, who's like taking care of their shit, you know, who's there, yes. it definitely inspires to do more. We would meet up like I vaguely remember being like, okay, I need to get this done today. Like make sure I get it done. And a lot of times it was like social media or blog posts. And guys, if you don't know me, social media is like the vein of my existence. Like <laughs> I just, I struggle with it and I'm an introvert. So putting myself out there is hard enough and trying to show up on social media and pretend like, oh, my life is perfect. And just, you know, that stigma right. of, putting your best life out there for people to see is I struggle with because I feel like I'm not being true if I'm posting something super happy and inspiring if I'm really not feeling it. So co-working was very beneficial for me to like schedule social media posts right. when we would meet up. Yeah. Again, it just goes back to obviously accountability of just like you feel responsible towards somebody else. It's mm. not just like a responsibility that you're putting on yourself. Yeah, for sure. So another benefit of co-working is increased productivity, being away from home and distractions. And this is so true. So I used to work at, go to coffee shops to work, mm -hmm. to crank out stuff because I'd be so distracted at home with like cleaning or laundry and, you know, just all the stuff that piles up. Right. And so co-working, like being with another physical person to me, like, all right, did you get this done today? Helped so much. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And just in general having those distractions. Like if I'm at home and I'm trying to get work done, it's like, oh, in between this, I can go and put a load of laundry in and mm -hmm. go make the bed and go clean the kitchen. And there's all like, especially as women, we all do this. Oh, I'm the worst. It's like our <laughs> brains are running at like a million miles a minute. Mm -hmm. And you're just thinking of everything you can get done. Mm -hmm. And when you're not at home, you just can't freaking do those things because you're not there. So it just like completely takes away all of that need to kind of get other things done. And then you can just focus on the actual work and the task at hand rather than like X, Y, and Z that has to get done. Mm -hmm. It's very distracting working from home. And I feel for everybody who's been working from home during COVID because trust me, I am struggle just as much. I can't go to coffee shops and work. That was right. like my my life hack for cranking workout. So I would love to know. Um, I think I saw a statistic at one point during quarantine. I would love to know like the productivity, how much it's gone down since quarantine of people working from home. Oh, if you have kids, I definitely 100% don't think they're getting much done. And companies <laughs> like can't expect people to have just as the same productivity as they did in the office. Mm -hmm. They just can't expect that. Well, I think being in an office, it's easier to like walk down the hall and talk to somebody who's working on the project with you or something. Right. And like now you have to like coordinate schedules and, you know, figure stuff out from afar. Whereas like in person, you have that like interaction going on and that ebb and flow right. like we were talking about. Exactly. It's so much harder. And yeah, it can be done like virtually. That's totally possible co-working is obviously most of the time actually today guys we are recording the podcast in person for the first time i know and <laughs> i'm kind of obsessed with this you guys can't see but we both have wine in our hands <laughs> <laughs> 
So if we seem a little giggly, that might be why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. No. You know, back to all of that, but virtually it's totally possible too. It's just a matter of being away from all of the at-home things that are going on and actually being able to like focus and kind of dive in. This actually is a good point too. Uh, during our research, we found that online collaboration tools and digital workplaces facilitate increased productivity by up to 30%. Wow. That's a big percentage. You know, I wonder if that correlates with like people being happier at home and being like having more time Mm -hmm. to themselves because you think like people aren't driving a half hour, hour to work one way, you know, so you're gaining back an hour or two of your life every day. So you're able to like kind of manage your life a little bit more working from home. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also the flexibility of it. Mm -hmm. Like there are plenty of people that I know that work corporate jobs, but they work from home and like, they might stay into their, in their pajamas until they're, you know, 10, 10 30 or something because you know, that's totally me. (laughs) Totally me. If I don't have photo shoots, I am comfy as hell. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, if I'm not leaving the house for the day, I'm not dressing up or anything. Mm -hmm. And you don't even think about that too. Like another thing that goes back to women versus men, but like, women, you know, for us to like get out and leave the house, if you work a corporate job or something, you feel like almost expected to have to like show up and present yourself in a specific way. Mm-hmm. So Guys when have you're it working so easy. Home, oh my God. I know. I know. Yeah. If you're working from home, like you're not thinking about any of that. You can mm-hmm. just show up exactly as you are and it's no big deal. Yeah, for sure. And we mentioned flexibility and that's like a huge thing, like with co-working and when we were doing our research, we were reading that people are happier when they can do co-working sessions because it's breaking out of that traditional nine to five mm-hmm. grind. And like, you can stop halfway through the day and walk down the street and go to the gym if you want to, or right. like you can go there, work half a day and then go home like right. after that. So I, being an entrepreneur, I love the flexibility and being able to control my schedule. That was a big deal for me when I was coming out of the corporate world. I think a big thing with that is that like corporate versus entrepreneurial life, like you're choosing to like, for example, guys, right now it's like seven 30 at night. Yeah. It's seven 35 <laughs> and we're recording a podcast and like, this is technically work in some sense. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's like a choice. Like we want to be here. We want to be talking about this, but in corporate world, I think a lot of times you end up, it gets down to like the idea of, I have to be doing this, yes. which in general, is just a mindset switch that everybody should mm-hmm. follow along with like switch your mindset to say, I have to do this versus I, you know, I want to do this. You were telling me this the other this. day with the shoulds. Yeah. The should saying like, I should be doing this and that like automatically creates resentment in your subconscious yes. because you aren't doing that thing, but you feel like you should be doing that. It's these negative feelings mm-hmm. that you don't even realize you're putting on yourself, but one little word change And that's just in general, guys, like look into what you're talking, how you're talking to yourself and like, what is triggering you, what's triggering things and like doing a deep dive into it. So yeah, like the idea, let's take like working out, for example, like I try to think of it of like, oh my gosh, like I have like legs that can move and I can move my body in any way I choose to. Like I have the privilege to even have the time to like go Go and work out. Yeah. Right. So it's reframing in your mind of this idea of like, I am choosing this versus I have to do this. I love that. Yeah. Just reframe your mindset. Guys, Megan's my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Just chill out, bro. (laughs) 
how we meet as a therapist. Just yes. chill out. <laughs> you should totally do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, back to flexibility. Just yeah. like people are happier when they have flexibility. You can move. Nobody wants to be in shackles. Well, and if you think about how real life works, like you cannot function on a like nine to five schedule you have to be in the building all the time because you know if you own a house you're having like contractors and stuff come to like work on things like if your toilet's overflowing like you got to have someone come out and handle that and normally you would have to call out of work to do that but now with all of the technical capabilities like I think it's awesome that people can say, hey, I need to work from home this day because I have X, Y, and Z happening. Right. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Take care of it. Yeah, exactly. The flexibility of that is just so much. I can't imagine um, the difference of like some of the older generation of Mm -hmm. like, you know, if I think about my dad, he's been in the same company, working for the same company for over 34 years, I think. Wow. Which is just crazy to think that, you know, he's moved his way up and everything, but just that like how different it is, especially right now during COVID working from home constantly, where before you couldn't really, he was in the office nine to five every day for 30 something years. Well, same with my dad, but I think nowadays it takes like in a household, you have two adults working. Like you can't just have a stay at home mom and whoever has their, you know, the the male figure has the career or vice versa. Like it just, it's not sustainable with our economy right now. And I think it's totally unrealistic to expect two adults to be working nine to five, if not longer hours and managing kids in a household. Like, it's just, I can't even fathom that. So it's making my brain blow up right now thinking (laughs) of that. (laughs) Like The idea I'm even right now with just my cat, I'm like, I got to make sure I'm home by five to feed her dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it just goes to show how society is shifting Mm -hmm. because before like you could totally support a household off of one income and now with inflation and everything you can't so rare yeah it's like a lucky you're lucky if you can do that mm-hmm. um let's talk about collaborations yes this is a terrible uh segue but <laughs> this is important i feel like we did a lot of this when we co-worked because we would like brainstorm on like photo shoot ideas and things we could offer for like clients and how we could work together to make money. Yes. And I think that is supported a lot in co-working spaces because you never know who you're going to meet in a co-working space. And, you know, if you're sitting at a table with multiple people around you, like it's natural that you're going to strike up a conversation right. with them and maybe they have a need they need to fill and your services fulfill that. Right. You never know the opportunities you're going to get just by being putting yourself in, in that position. Well, and just being open to yeah. that stuff too. So I think, you know, working at a co-working space really is a lot of opportunity to monetize mm-hmm. and, you know, network like we had talked about. And- right. Like this episode really builds off of the relationship building and networking episode. We did a couple episodes back, mm-hmm. just the idea of like building up those relationships and being open-minded to the idea of creating those relationships with people. Um, just, you know, that are around you in the environments that you're choosing to be in. Yeah. Well take our relationship as an example. Right. So I've mentioned this a couple times in previous episodes, but I sought out Megan because I needed a makeup artist to provide like a really good experience and to be reliable because a lot of freelancers like Mm. last minute. Um, Yes, millennials, I'm calling you out on that shit. Yeah, we're both millennials. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it's a pet peeve of mine. 
Yeah. And I didn't even think that we were going to start a podcast and start working. I thought we were just going to do like, you were going to do makeup and I was going to do photo shoots. Right. Like, and so you never know what's going to bloom out of a new business relationship. Right. And we're best friends. Exactly. We hang out all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, at this point, I was thinking that today, I think I've talked more to you than I have my boyfriend in like the past week. Oh, 100%. <laughs> There's no questions asked. I drove to your studio just to give you a birthday present <laughs> yeah. yesterday because I wanted to see you, so it's okay. <laughs> Guys, she handed me my birthday present in a Victoria's Secret box. I literally was like, okay, did you buy me lingerie? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to keep it spicy. <laughs> I mean, guys, I will post pictures. We're going to post a picture. We will save this for the Instagram, mm -hmm. but you'll see a picture of what she got me on there because oh, it's, it's very special. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, collaborations, like getting to be able to work with somebody on making money together, you're, of course, you're going to be, yeah, exactly. It's a win-win. Of course, it's going to be successful because you guys are both getting from it. Mm -hmm. Well, in that quote that you quoted at the beginning of the episode, like two heads are better than one, like... I just, I support that 100%. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So another reason why co-working is awesome is cost efficiency. If you can't afford monthly rent for a studio or an office space or mm -hmm. something. And this is especially good for startups. Yes. Because I mean, there's a lot of overhead owning a studio or renting a studio. Yeah. Like Megan, you, you got one this year mm -hmm. and you know, I work from home. I don't have a studio. I do all my photo shoots outside. Um, go figure on uh, renting the studio in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> hey, that's freaking awesome that you, you were able, <laughs> you were able to financially afford that. Not a lot of businesses like had to cancel their leases and right, stuff. Right. So there's a luckily, lot of abundance lucky. there. Do you know what chutzpah means? Mm -mm. <laughs> I knew you didn't. This is a guys, if you're listening and you're from the North, I would love to know if you know what chutzpah means. Um, if you do, head over to our Instagram and DM us. This is something I noticed in the South. They don't know. It basically yeah. means like, like balls. Like you got, you got uh, chutzpah. Okay. Well, I'm just your good old Southern girl from Lake Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Dawson's, my boyfriend Dawson's from Winston-Salem and they're, they're from a small town called Walnut Cove mm -hmm. and it's like the mountains, like in the middle of nowhere. It's like a two stoplight town, but wow. they call Hills haulers. And the first time I ever went over there, they were talking about haulers and I'm like, what is that? And they all looked at me like I was crazy because I'm from the South. I should know what that is. Right. It's a Southern term, but I don't cause I'm from the city. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like the city girl. To them. I'm like a Southern city girl. <laughs> That's so weird. You know what I heard the other day that I thought was odd and I'm still finding that guys I've been down in North Carolina now for four years and I'm still Isn't hearing things. Old? I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Four years. I'm, I feel old. <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the older one. If you guys didn't know that. <laughs> So another benefit of co-working is community over competition. I feel like we've kind of touched on this on mm -hmm. like all the other topics, but definitely if you're looking to grow your tribe and everything, co-working spaces is a really good place to find like-minded people. Oh my gosh. That's like a breeding ground for networking mm -hmm. because they're all, everybody in there is most likely going to be an entrepreneur. It's, I think um, when we were looking at the statistics that there is a portion of people that are corporate, you mm -hmm. know, people that are renting spaces within co-working areas. 
But for the most part, you guys are all very like-minded. If you're entrepreneurs and you're all within that same area, you're probably going to find people that you can collaborate with and create a community around. So another big benefit of co-working is the idea behind community over competition, which we've definitely touched on in past episodes already. But it's worth mentioning again that creating a community around what you do is going to help you overall in the long run. Um, competition is maybe fun a little bit, but it's not going to, it's not for the long game, basically. Mm -mm, no. Competition gives me anxiety when yeah. I think about it. Same. And honestly, a lot of my business comes from word of mouth from my past clients and vendors that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. So definitely word of mouth you can't beat. Like you could do all the paid advertisements on social media or print, like nothing beats word of mouth. No, of course not. And most, like, a lot of business that I get, too, is from other makeup artists. Really? Yeah, because building up, at least here in Charlotte, and it's different everywhere. I think in New York, it was very, it, it wasn't very community-based. Mm, um, I could see that. Yeah, I think a lot of people will understand when I say that. <laughs> New York is not, like, a community-driven mm. area. But down here, it's, like so many makeup artists and hairstylists in the area like are very well connected and for the most part we like recommend each other when we're not available for certain gigs so yeah I guess oh, that makes sense i i have several photographers that i've you know that have mentored with me or yeah. that i know that might be available that i refer when i'm booked so yeah i think that goes for me like right. people in my industry too and it's that's just i think it's bad if you get into the idea of competition because it, it does it like limits you in what you're able to do within your field oh yeah when I was trying to start out like so many people did not want to teach me how to be a successful photographer and I was so bummed out about that because I'm like okay you guys have so much knowledge you can a make money off of that to right. like help somebody else out and gain a lot of you know, just internal satisfaction from like sharing your knowledge. Like, I feel like right. we should not harbor what we learn. Like it should, we should preach it. For yes. Sure. And this, that goes into our next area of like, you can take in everything that you learn. Like you could take all the classes, read every single book, listen to every single podcast. And at the end of the day, if you are not sharing that information with your community and the world, you are limiting yourself. Because mm -hmm. when you are creating that community around those things, that's when you really start to flourish and grow. Yeah. Well, you're inspiring other people, which in turn will inspire you back. And that's why I went into mentoring because I got so much joy out of seeing someone who had that spark that I did when I like really wanted, decided I wanted to be a photographer. Yeah. And I was paralyzed because I did not know anything business related. And I went to photography school and they did not teach me how to run a successful photography business, which is so sad to me. I think school in general doesn't teach us how to navigate the real world. Mm -mm. But, um, that spark like when i i'm teaching somebody and like i give them the tools that they need and just their face lights up like okay like i can do this i know mm -hmm. what i need to do i know what i need to get like to do be able to do this and you know discussing things with people is how you like build upon and grow upon what you've learned yes yeah talk about this with my dad a lot the idea of like, it's so interesting for me to see from a self-employed aspect versus a person who's worked in corporate world his whole life, 
even with him, he says so often how much he needs to, like, he is a programmer. So mm -hmm. he, a lot of times, just needs input from other programmers that are in his area that, like, you need a fresh set of eyes on things. Mm -hmm. You need a new perspective on it. And sometimes you are not able to give yourself that new perspective. Humans are social creatures. They yeah. need other humans to like be able validation. to survive. Yeah. Yes, that validation is so important in anything that you do. Even if you're self-employed, you need the validation from other people. Like I just recently put together a, a new pricing brochure for 2021. And I sent it to, I think I sent it to you, you too, right? Me. Yeah, mm -hmm. I sent it to you and I sent it to a couple other friends that I will, like, would trust with, you know, giving me their honest opinion. And I loved that I was able to do that because people that aren't even a, cl a potential client are seeing it before. Yeah, so like me, like I understand your process and yes. everything. So I'm kind of like an out outside pair of eyes, but like someone who's never hired you for services is giving you feedback based on like the client seeing that for the first time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just, again, it's like a fresh pair of eyes. Like there's only so, I, everyone is limited of to what their perspective is just because it's in their own mind. Yeah. You need different perspectives on what you're doing to be able to be well-rounded and to be successful. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like that's why I love talking to people about, different life experiences and stuff because you never know who you're going to inspire with what you've been through. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like you and Sarah have proofread emails for me. Mm -hmm. Like when I've had to fire a client and stuff oh like, God. that's because, a story for another day. Yeah. But <laughs> having like a two sets of eyes to like read and say, Hey, like, I think you should re reword this a little bit. So it sounds a little softer and stuff like, that has been my saving grace because right. I question myself a lot. And I think a lot of people do like, uh, did I come off too strong on that email right. or did I not, you know, stay my ground enough? You know, all these questions like pop up into everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. So that's why I preach a lot to get yourself a business bestie. Like, so a paper published in the journal of experimental social psychology, isn't that a mouthful? It is. <laughs> um, this was back in 2014. They found that even the illusion of working on a task with a group of people considerably increased the output of the subjects. Isn't that so interesting? I love that. I think a lot of it is collaboration. Like, if yeah. you th I think if you're not the only person working on something, like it just kind of inspires everyone to come in and do their part. So right. I think that that goes a long way with that. <clears throat> this must go back to the idea of like, your like you know when humans were first here on this earth like the idea of showing up for your tribe of like mm -hmm. you had to you had to if you were the gatherer you had to go and pick berries because otherwise nobody no would one eat. would survive <laughs> yeah yeah like this like our brain i was listening to something the other day and our brain is a two thousand year old brain that is living in a world today that <clears throat> if you think about that is so crazy we still have tendencies of when we were cavemen that's insane. It helps keeps us keep us alive. Right. Like, and that's why the idea of stress and fear and anxiety is so like deep rooted. And it seems mm -hmm. so like minuscule to us these days, because back then it was like, you're running from a freaking tiger that like you literally would die. But right now we're like having an anxiety sometimes about like meeting somebody for the first time <laughs> or the election <laughs> or the election, yeah. which isn't even in our control. Like no, we've all voted, right. we've done our part and yeah. there's nothing we can do right now. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about our brain and humans. Yeah. 
But I think right now that that is a good place for us to take a little break and fill up our wine glasses a little more. Mm. We'll <laughs> catch y'all on the other side. <laughs> Did you know that HoneyBook implemented specific features to help support small business owners during the pandemic? This is exactly why we love this platform. They pulled industry leaders together to provide new contract clauses that included the pandemic. They provided email templates we can send to clients, and they had virtual seminars to help us all cope. HoneyBook took things a step further and implemented gift cards to keep cash flowing in our small businesses. So that basically means that it's time for you to sign up and start reaping the rewards. We wanted to share our 50% off discount link in our show notes for, our, for your first year. In a later episode, we will be doing a deep dive into the ways that HoneyBook can work for you. Claim your 50% discount now by going to our show notes or visiting balancingthebiz.com. Okay, we're back and we want to talk about why co-working is appealing. So Megan, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. So one of the biggest things is that you have a professional workspace to invite clients to. Mm. That is a big thing. And even especially in the event industry, I know a lot of, especially photographers and like event planners and stuff, not so much in what I do, but you end up meeting with clients before you even book them because Mm -hmm. people like that connection in person. And I think having a space that you can go to, that's not just like, Hey, come over to my house. (laughs) Oh, I never bring people to my house. (laughs) Yeah. That would be weird. It'd be so weird. I would never, if I was a client, I would never be like, I'm just going to go to your house. Creepy vibes. Yeah. "Mm, I'll pass. (laughs) But it's the idea of having a space that feels professional and it feels like you have invested in what you do. Yeah. To set yourself up as an industry leader, basically. Yeah. I, I take a different approach. So I always ask them, I take my clients out for like a drink or if they don't drink, I'll take them out for coffee or like some kind of dessert or something. Mm -hmm. And I leave it up to their preference. And I typically will pick a couple places like close to where they're located. And if it's farther away from me, I don't care, but I'll meet them out. And a lot of the times when I do meet with them and kind of talk about my process and about them and establish a connection, I want to say nine times out of 10, they book me. Yeah. Because they're interacting with me and feeling close to me and just like we connect. Of course. Yeah. And I think people feel more inclined to want to spend money on somebody that they feel like they have a connection with. Oh, 100%. And so many... I've had past clients tell me that they had photographers that wouldn't do a consultation with them until they got their deposit. And I'm just like, that's insane. Because for me, when I get married, I want to feel close to the photographer because you're sharing so many intimate moments with them. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, you're inviting them in to meet your whole family. Like it's a big deal. So I feel like every person should definitely meet with their photographer, videographer, you know. Of course. Yeah. I had somebody tell me, actually, I had a bride in today for a, um, she was doing her engagement photos with me, but she already booked me for next year for her wedding. And she said that I was the first makeup artist that actually uh, like had a conversation with her on the phone, like set up a consultation to talk with her. Everybody else just threw out prices and didn't even try to make any kind of effort to speak to her on the phone. 
And I wow. thought that that was crazy. That I is crazy. I didn't know that that was something that I, I thought everybody did it. I thought everyone did it, but apparently <laughs> right. not. Like I've heard like a lot of photographers will not spend the time like with the couple. And I'm like, if they're investing thousands of dollars in them, like, I'm just thinking from a consumer standpoint, like me, right. you know, it goes back to like, when you shop on Amazon, you look at all the ratings right. and stuff, but like, you need to make sure you vibe with that person. One, you need to like their work. And two, you need to make sure you vibe with them because your wedding day is very stressful for mm. brides and grooms and like things can go wrong and you need to make sure you have someone who can handle all that and help keep you calm. Most of the time, especially in a photographer position, you're spending more time with your photographer than you are with a anybody of, else. Yeah. I mean like any family member, like, because I'm there with the bride before she gets married. I'm there with the groom before he gets married. I'm there for the first look. I'm there during the ceremony, after the ceremony, for all the family formals, for the couples formals, and the reception. I'm there right. through all of it, so. You see the whole process unfold. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, that's my biggest thing on the industry in general, wedding industry, is that you, my biggest advice to any couple out there, any bride, anybody, book vendors that you feel comfortable with and that you vibe well with because you are spending more time with your vendors than you are your actual family members on your wedding day yes and if you don't feel a comfortable vibe with your vendor it's gonna feel weird mm -hmm. like they are around you on one of the biggest days of your life like you want to feel 125 percent comfortable with them yes you want to feel like they're like a, just a friend your friend yeah right and i i take a point to make sure my clients become my friends because right. like I know how intimate it is, you know, letting, inviting someone into your life in a big life moment, you know? Yeah. And also side note, how much of a high horse do you have to be on to say, I don't want to spend any of my time on you until you give me a deposit. Oh uh, like, yeah. What? That's just now such an instant ugly way turn to off. think. Yeah. It's just such an, I mean that it goes for all businesses, not just the wedding industry in general. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, if your clients are investing in you, you need to invest in them first. Right. Like, and also, as a general rule of thumb, give way more than you get. Yeah. Always. I always spend way more time <laughs> than what I should. Oh, of course. But we all do. it's because I want to take care of my clients. Right. And give them the highest experience that they can. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Kate, what's our next? Okay. Yeah. Off topic. But, so, we love co-working because it puts you into a creative environment and we've kind of touched on this before, but like if you're with other creatives around you, you can bounce ideas off of them. And a lot of co-working spaces are designed for creativity to like mm -hmm. inspire that. And I just love some of these co-working spaces we have in Charlotte because they're, they're very clean yes. looking like white walls and just like very pristine and mm -hmm. love it. And if you guys are in the Charlotte area, um, I know for a fact, I mean, there's, when we were doing our research on this, the stats on how many places, how, how many co-working spaces there are. Oh, it's grown exponentially within the last three years. Didn't you see that it was by 2030 or something that there would be close to the same amount as uh, co-working spaces as there were McDonald's? Yes. That was one stat we read. There's like as many co-working spaces as there are Starbucks right now. That's just crazy to think of because there's a Starbucks like everywhere you turn. Yeah, you feel like. they're popping up everywhere. Right. Um, so Huntersville is like 20 minutes north of Charlotte. They just finished a co-working space there. Oh, yeah. The only one I know of and I've been to is Advent Co-working in Charlotte. And I mm. really love they have even a podcast studio that you can rent which is, so, is cool. so cool. So if you're looking to start out a podcast and you don't have any of the equipment and you feel like you need a professional space, 
right there. Yeah. I think our photographer who did our branding, Julia Fay, I think she's, she's in Heige. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not sure, but it was oh, that the, isn't that it's like hello in Swedish. Maybe I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> it's office spaces that you can rent. So it's kind of like a co-working spaces and they have a shared, like they have a, not just coffee down there, I think. And oh, I know, you know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah. I know. Isn't there's a new Lululemon right over there. I think so. I know exactly where you're talking about. There's a really good, um, Japanese restaurant in that same space. Mm. I know. Yes. We'll have to venture down there. <laughs> yes. And also side notes, so many side notes, but I think what you're talking about is H Y G G E. Yeah. So that's like, have you ever been in Ikea? Yes. Well, it's everywhere on the doormats. Oh really? Think, yeah. It means hello in Swedish. Did not know that. I didn't know that until I went to Ikea and I found that out. This is why the podcast is awesome. Fun fact guys. Hi <laughs> <laughs> G. I don't know how the hell you say it in Sweden. Swedish. Yeah, I Sweden. don't know either. I've no We're idea. We're probably but... butchering it. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> One day a Swedish person is going to be listening to this episode. And they're going to be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> stupid Americans." <laughs> um, um, go ahead, Megan. You're good. So another point is that, like Kate was saying, they're set up for creativity co-working spaces, and you are always going to have different types of people in the environment. So everybody has a different skill set. So you you have so much diversity in one space. So while you might be amazing at, you know, graphic design. Yes. And the person next to you might be amazing at architecture. Who knows? Maybe they need a logo. Right. Right. The reality of it is that there's so much diversity in a co-working space that you are able to build up your network. You can't just like as a makeup artist, I can't just only have people that are makeup artists as my network. That's your competition. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you want to look at it like that, like I need to build up my network in all areas because you never know who's going to need the service or item that you provide. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like in the wedding industry, like photographers will partner with wedding venues because typically couples, the first thing they book is the venue, then the photographer, videographer, then makeup, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times brides have asked me for makeup artists and of course you're at the top of my list, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so important to be like friends with some of your industry, like co-workers I guess right. for the lack of a better term but you never know what business they're going to be able to bring you right exactly and an interesting stat that we found was that between 2008 and 2010 companies with more diverse top teams were also top financial performers that says a lot it does I mean I know obviously that's within corporate world and it's very different mm. versus entrepreneurship but the idea of having a diverse uh, team, even if they're not actually on your, you're not working with a diverse network. Yes. The, uh, the power of having a diverse network, you are able to speak to so many different kinds of people rather than just one kind of person that you within yourself can relate to. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's so key, especially with flourishing these days. Like you need to focus on being diverse and not just speaking to your ideal like niche. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And like having a niche is good in a sense, obviously you want to have a niche, but it's a, the reality of expanding outward of that and not just kind of pigeonholing yourself Mm -hmm. into this one area of, I, you know, I'm a white blonde woman in her young twenties 
and I'm not just gearing my business towards white blonde women in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to have diverse perspectives in my life to be able to serve gear my other audience. People, yeah. Right, exactly. So, to be able to serve people that don't look like me mm-hmm. or don't have the same background as me. Yeah, I think being aware of that is like key, especially in the entrepreneurial world. Oh, world, yeah. For sure. So another benefit of co-working is that a co-working space, because you're renting that, like there's no maintenance and mm-hmm. overhead, you know, so you can guarantee that your space is always going to be clean and presentable for like when you bring clients there and, you know, things like that. This is a big part of owning a studio, guys. I, do you know how often I have to clean my toilets? A lot. <laughs> I'm a sure lot. you're cleaning a lot more now with COVID. Oh, of course. Yeah. Than normal. And I mean, it's the reality of like, I have to clean my toilet basically like a couple times a week of like, just making sure it's just the little things, you know, sweeping and mopping and vacuuming. And people don't see the idea you see a studio and you think like all glitz and glamour and you don't see the idea. Like you don't see me. The upkeep. Right. You don't see me on my hands and knees, like scrubbing the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, and how much time goes into that too. And at the end of the day, time is money. So if you're spending two hours or two to four hours a week cleaning, that money could, or that time could then be transferred into money that mm. you could be putting towards a co-working space that you don't have to worry about upkeep on. Yeah. And a lot of co-working spaces have amenities that mm-hmm. like, like coffee machines or like they have a snack bar and like stuff like that, which I think is really awesome. Oh yeah. That's such a cool little perk of like, obviously it's not going to be a determining factor for Mm -hmm. you, but it's still a cool little perk that you don't even think about. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is there's no (laughs) direct competition or internal politics, which means that it's easier to be yourself and to Mm -hmm. show up as yourself. And you don't feel like you have to put this persona on, I know with the corporate world, I worked in it and I was always trying to present myself as very professional and put together, Mm -hmm. which I'm always trying to do in my business too, but I dress totally different for like showing up for myself versus a job. Did you ever wear a business suit? No, but I wore blazers more. I I don't think I've seen you in a blazer. I stopped wearing them after I quit the girl. Yeah, world. you're like, I'm never doing that again. And it's so funny because now I wear blazers a lot because I just like the idea of it just feels professional. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Why. I should bring them back. I think, I think they feel powerful. That's the right word. Yeah, yeah. I think I had this like attachment to like I wore this when I went to the office. Right. And so like I think I just kind of rebelled <laughs> yeah. against all that. I was We're like, I quit blazers. this. I quit this. <laughs> I don't need it in my life. But yeah, I think I need to bring blazers back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the reality of being yourself within your business is so important because if you're not yourself, people are going to know. Oh yeah. People can tell, they can tell your energy. I worked with someone recently and I, I haven't told you about this Kate yet, but <laughs> this is a story. Yeah. But I was speaking to my boyfriend about it and just like how, just like the energy of it. You can just feel, you can feel when somebody's disingenuous. Yeah. You can feel and listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. That's like another big takeaway is listen to your intuition of like, you know, when somebody's not being genuine about something. Oh yeah. I, so for me, like photo shoots versus weddings, I am two totally different people. So really? Yeah. So regular photo shoots, I typically dress more casual for comfort. That makes sense. And it's more laid back, more right. relaxed. And, um, 
I just take like a more laid back approach to my photo shoots, but weddings, like you want to show up looking professional and for weddings, I have to bring the energy that I want to get from everybody. Mm. And I'm pulling that out because like, there's so much going on. Like brides, for example, they spend all morning getting dolled up for everything. And so by the time like they're getting ready, we're taking pictures, they're having fun. But after the ceremony and reception, like they are over it, like family formals, every bride is just like, I'm ready for this to be over because they're so overwhelmed by family, not paying attention and you know, all this stuff. So I have to be way more high energy and more upbeat at weddings because I got to make sure everyone's enjoying themselves because it'll show in their pictures if they're not. Oh, of course. But like for sessions, they're like a half hour, an hour long. And like, that's no big deal. But that's why I'm so much more exhausted after a wedding because I'm very high energy and I'm just totally wiped out after that. Of course. Yeah. I feel like you have to almost fill up your energy throughout the entire week. Oh yeah. The day before, the day before a wedding, I try not to schedule like anything so I can legit just like chill by myself. Right. I totally get that. (laughs) So I can kind of restore and make sure I'm like showing up as my best self. I heard something recently on a podcast that I was listening to and they were talking about the idea of, you know, like you filling your picture before you fill anybody else's. Mm -hmm. But she was talking about the idea of like, you're filling up your pitcher so much that it's overflowing into your saucer and you're giving from your saucer. Ooh. And I was like, Hell about that. Yeah. like that is, that is reality of like, your pitcher should always be, be full. filled, be full with your own, with what you're doing. Yes. But it's what you give from is your overflow. Saucer. Yeah. Your overflow. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Right. I'm going to have to write that down. I know it's such a beautiful way to think about it. Um, Okay. So obviously you guys have heard a little bit about why we love co-working so much. And we've talked about it before because Kate and I obviously are very big believers in co-working, but we wanted to go into the details about why co-working has been so beneficial for us personally and probably why it could be better for you. Yeah. So Kate, do you want to talk about brain flow for us oh yes (laughs) so this plays into why this podcast got started for real yeah (laughs) 100 yes and let me tell you what was it like two years ago we like first kind of threw threw around the idea both of us were like ha 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 imagine if we started a podcast well i think i think i brought it up and i was like i've always wanted to do this and you were like shut up me too yeah and we were like we need to do this and then it kind of just was like this in the back of our mind things Mm -hmm. and then COVID obviously happened and we're like all right we're we're doing this taking the bull by its horns and just like going (laughs) so COVID was a blessing in disguise um but yeah so a lot of the content we came we've come up with for the show is literally me and Megan sitting down and like we've brain dumped like Mm -hmm. episode ideas and we have a running list that we constantly add to and the amount of times not to cut you off Kate the amount of times that Kate or I will get a text from each other early in the morning (laughs) or late at night I have this idea yes it's literally like like hey I think we should do an episode about this and it's like our list just keeps growing because it's the, the whole like it's the flow of it, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that this comes back to that quote that you said at the end of mm-hmm. episode two brains are better than one. And I knew deep down, I really wanted to start a podcast and me being the way that I am. I knew I couldn't do it by myself because like I've said, it right. would not happen. And I think 
partnering with someone also gives you more confidence. Like mm. when we first started this, you remember when we recorded like our, um, what was it? Our trailer. Yes. We both were like so nervous and now we're sitting here just talking like, like normal. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't even know that there's a mic right here. Right. But I think that we've taken like basic ideas and turned them into like something even better because mm -hmm. we've talked about it and discussed it. And I think there's a lot of growth in bouncing ideas off of somebody else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just because again, it goes back to your perspective. You mm -hmm. only know so much. You can't at the end of the day, think that you are going to know the answer to every single solution or problem, or you're going to know the solution to every single problem that you have come up. The reality mm -hmm. is that like you need other brains around to be able to flow together and create new perspectives and be able to solve the problems within like every area of business. And I don't know about you, Megan, but for me, when I have a good idea and I run it by someone and someone's like, oh my God, like we could do even this, like this mm -hmm. is even better, like the next step. And it's just like, it builds upon that. Like you guys just keep going back and forth and you come up with these great ideas. And it feels I think, like you like throw paper onto a fire. Yeah. Like, yeah. This like, like, mm -hmm. oh my God. It just takes <laughs> off, you yes, know, and yeah. grows. And I think you and I are like really good at like recognizing that we're better off collaborating in our own businesses, yeah. like together and apart yes. and then with this as well. Yeah. And I think once you get that brain flow going, sometimes it's hard. I think within, if I look at my own business and I'm working on something by myself at home, sometimes that brain flow takes a little bit to get mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. because it's just this idea. Again, it goes back to the idea of so many distractions and whatnot and so many other things going on. But when you're trying to create something new in your business, that isn't just like, you know, you know how to answer an email. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's when you're trying to create something new that it gets hard. And sometimes the idea of being able to bounce ideas back and forth with somebody, it like gets your brain flow just kind of like started. So then you can like go forth and just like make things on your own. But the first to having that like little bit of kindling to the fire, basically to like help input, you go. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And that kind of ties into like inspiration and mentorship. And I feel like you and I have kind of mentored each other yeah. through different things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Like I have mentored Megan in like business stuff, but she's my therapist. <laughs> I'm looking for one. Hence balancing the biz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the biz and life. <laughs> but I think, you know, obviously you're very strong and just like, giving a very clear perspective yeah. and outside opinion. And I'm good at doing that too, when it comes to like business stuff and just kind of being right. empathetic towards other people's like situations and what they can't control and stuff. So I think it's good to find someone who kind of like, I hate to say like balances you out, but right. Really that's what it comes down to. Right. We kind of balance each other. Oh yeah, exactly. It's the balance of, and again, it goes back to the ebb and flow of just like, you need that person to be able to talk you off the ledge mm -hmm. when you like want to respond so angry to a client, <laughs> you need someone to be like, calm down, like step away, step away, take a deep breath and relax. Like you need that. You need somebody to be able to balance you out and just help you flow. Well, and I think entrepreneurs, because it's a solo thing for mm -hmm. the most part, we get caught up in our own heads oh. and I hate feeling like that because then I start doubting myself and questioning, like, did I do the right thing? And that's why 
I just automatically, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call Megan, see what she thinks yeah. <laughs> before I do anything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't make a single move. <laughs> yes. And it just helps you get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And just having that new perspective to be able to call on it sometimes like you need people around you. I'm a firm believer in having friends and people around me that are going to tell me how it is. And I don't mm. know if that has something to do with being from the North or what, like I want somebody to be like, you're being crazy right now. Mm-hmm. You need to step, take a step back. Like, because otherwise, like, I don't need my head getting that big. Well, and who wants a, somebody who just agrees with everything that you say? Right. Like, that's not benefiting you in any way. Again, it goes back to the disingenuous. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody, if any time I have somebody around me that I feel like is just a yes man, oh, I God. immediately want to, like, just cut them out. Cut them out. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, no, I need somebody to say to me, like, Megan, sit down. And, like, you're being crazy. Mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does. You forced me to take a day off. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like you need somebody to tell you what it is of like, you need somebody to be honest with you about mm-hmm. what's going wrong. And don't get me wrong, not too honest of like, you don't need somebody, you don't need a friend berating you. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no. You need somebody to be honest with you. I think it's also important to have someone who kind of understands like, where you're at in your business and Megan we've kind of talked about like our partners aren't always the best person to run stuff by because they just want to support us and make us feel good which nothing wrong with that right of course but having an outside like business mindset be like yeah this is how I see it and how I would approach it like kind of like calling back to one of our previous episodes Mm -hmm. when you had a bride who needed to change her services and everything and even I'm guilty of that. I'm just like, uh, no, I'm not giving you a refund. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but when I take a step back and like really think about it, I'm like, okay, like, am I really leading my business in kindness and mm-hmm. empathy and like really making sure I take care of that person is where I kind of come back to. I love that. I love that. You said, I'm, am I that question of like, almost like checking yourself of like, am I leading my business with kindness and empathy? Yeah. It's easy to lose sight of that. I mean, considering our environment now, like you go on social media, there's so much hate on there. And that's why I've just kind of totally checked out of that. But I think we, we need more businesses that do that because Mm -hmm. it's like, when you think about it, a lot of people want to support small businesses over the big corporations because they don't feel the big corporations are really serving them and putting them first. Right. Whereas like small businesses is more, of a one-on-one connection Mm -hmm. and just like you feel very connected to that person. So I think asking yourself, am I leading in kindness and empathy is really important. I feel like we should all just ask us, ask ourselves that every single day. Yeah. If you don't have a business, doesn't matter. (laughs) Every person should be asking themselves Are you leading your daily life with kindness and empathy within yourself and every relationship in your life? Yes. A hundred percent. That's our TED talk for today. <laughs> yeah, for real. That is our TED talk. Um, um, especially to, so something I wanted, we touched on before, right? With introverts and how yeah. co-working is so beneficial for people with, that are more introverts. And we were talking about this, that like networking, it's kind of like, I feel like the opposite of networking. When I think of networking, I think of like the idea of everybody in a big group setting Yeah. of like, you know, you're kind of like a deer in headlights sometimes if you're maybe not so out, what is that? Outgoing. Outgoing? No. What's the opposite of introverted? Extrovert? 
extrovert, yeah. <laughs> introverted. <laughs> See, you got to have somebody to check yeah. yourself. <laughs> um, so extroverted, if you're not, if you're extroverted, it's more comfortable in that environment. But mm-hmm. I feel like introverts, the idea of co-working is a lot, it probably feels a lot more comfortable because it feels a lot more personalized mm-hmm. and you don't feel like all eyes are on you. Yes. And there's which too much pressure. Where I thrive. Right. That's why I think our relationship flourished because we met one-on-one like yes yeah and we had time to like really listen to each other and just get to know each other yeah honestly and it's harder to do that in a networking environment and yeah like if you're just sitting next to someone who's you know working next to you and you just strike up a conversation like that is more comfortable for me versus Mm -hmm. like walking into a room and like okay i gotta walk up to these strangers and make a conversation i wonder what the science is behind that of like why because i think a lot of people feel like that even me as somebody that's more extroverted i still feel that anxiety and stress of work walking into a networking meeting that may be like a big group of people you're good at hiding it though well that's good (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome But like the stress of just not knowing people and going mm. into like and introducing yourself, there's got to be some kind of reasoning. I wonder if it goes back to just like early childhood, like how Maybe. you were when you, you know, I was very shy as a friends. kid, like super shy. Like I hated being called on to read in class and like all that oh, stuff. God. And it wasn't until I want to say like my late teenage years, early twenties, mm-hmm. when I really started like coming out of my shell yeah. and that's when I kind of started building my own confidence and mm-hmm. it's where I lacked confidence, you know, when I was younger and, um, my parents divorced. So that created a lot of anxiety for right. me. So I think a lot of my anxiety today kind of stems from all that stuff and not having a stable home environment. Right. But now I'm able to, like, I've grown a lot and I've worked on this a lot, but it used to terrify me, like, getting up and speaking in front of people. Or, like, I did, um, what is it in college? Public speaking class. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time that I was like, okay, like, I could really, like, stand up in front of people and talk, even if I babble like an idiot. Like, right. that's awesome. <laughs> as long as I'm doing it, it's getting me out of my comfort zone. Right. And, I went to several networking events and didn't go up to a single person and talk to them. Really? But that's what I had to do to like really get comfortable with that environment. Mm-hmm. And so like, I encourage people, like, even if you don't go up to talk to people, like go to the event, at least you went right. and got yourself, like you did something different. Right. You're getting out of your comfort zone and you're also like slowly building up. It's like slowly walking up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Like you're slowly building up to the idea of even just like, talking to somebody at an event at least you're getting there Mm -hmm. and you're getting the information that you know if it's a learning networking event or anything like that at least you're getting the information and you did it yeah well and i just want to point out a lot of my friends were like you just go and like start talking to people yeah that terrified me don't take anybody's advice like do Mm. what's good for you like yeah i had to ease into it yeah i don't think that that's that doesn't seem like great advice just in the sense of like you just go you would babble (laughs) if you weren't comfortable i am fully under the impression of if you are not in the right headspace you shouldn't Mm -hmm. go and try and like make connections with people because 
the reality is like, you probably won't be yourself. Yeah. And I went with my coach, Mm -hmm. my business coach to some networking events. And that's where I really got my confidence because I knew that she believed in me because I was paying her to believe in me. Right. And, but like just that added like comfort that I wasn't the only person that believed in myself was just super beneficial for me to be, get into that headspace to be comfortable in a social environment. So, and then you and I have gone to Mm -hmm. networking events and stuff and I think it goes back to, again, the idea of community, like humans need human connection Mm -hmm. to be able to thrive. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. You talking about like you as a kid, like I was such an attention whore. Like (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, of course not. I was like, I would shoot my hand up to read in class because I like, I could totally see. I wanted all eyes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. But you don't give off that vibe. Really? I just know you so well that yeah, like, I, get, you know. <laughs> I can tell. But like when I first met you, it did not get the impression that you were an attention whore. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is so funny to me. I love hearing about how people like perceive who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting just to like get input. From yeah, you. yeah, exactly. All right. So that was a really good episode, Kate. How do you feel? I feel really good. That was jam-packed with a lot of stuff. That was. It was jam-packed with a lot of information and very interesting facts, I feel like, about co-working that a lot of times as small business owners, you don't even think about. Mm -hmm. And I think people got some good insight on how the whole podcast originated. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's inspiration, too, of the idea of co-working and how much like how we didn't have any idea that this was going to obviously come to fruition of this, mm-hmm. but you never know what is going to happen when you create these different relationships. Yeah. So Kate, what are we talking about next week? So next week we are talking about planning for the holidays and we're going to touch on like client gifts and friender gifts and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Megan, I don't know about you, but I'm a big like person who loves to buy gifts for people. Mm, yes. Clearly I showed up at your studio was like, here's your present. Yes. <laughs> right after like, I got out. Yeah. Like 15 days before my birthday. Yeah. It's okay. It's your birthday <laughs> month. We're celebrating exactly. all month. Exactly. But yeah, we're talking about all the things um, you need to look out for, for black Friday. Cause that's mm. coming up soon. So you yes. don't want to miss it. That's going to be an important episode. And if you're like us, and the idea of hearing of getting ready for the holidays gives you a little pit in your stomach. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a good episode for you guys to listen in on. <laughs> mm-hmm. 100%. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you next week.